I'm Natasha. And I'm Sarah. We're two girlfriends who met in the entertainment industry where we found the most important commonality, our faith in Jesus. This is our faith-based podcast where we share with you guys encouragement from the Word of God, different struggles that we faced as believers, and how we navigate being in the world but not of the world. We are Covered Covered by by Grace. Welcome back to the Covered by Grace podcast. We did take a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back now, and we're actually on a brand new platform exclusively, which we're really excited about, and that's Mm -hmm. Unveil TV. So if you're joining us today from Unveil TV, hello. And for those listening, we will touch on that in just a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we're really excited for this episode for today. Um, We just kind of wanted to take it back to the basics and we wanted to talk about our testimonies today and when God really became real to us, not just about our personal testimonies, but I think that, you know, we can share our personal stories, but then we can also go into kind of like an advice or um, sort of like a, you know, what do you do if you're, if God has started to become real to you and you don't know what to do about you know, following him, like you're you're getting um, maybe pulled from different directions, and yeah, we'll just kind of just kind of go off about that and share, and we just pray that this can really inspire really anyone, whether you've just come to faith, whether you feel like God is knocking on your heart, or or whether you've been a Christian for a very long time and and you've just kind of felt a little bit weary in your journey. So we just pray that we can just kind of be relatable today and share about our own stories. Yes, relatable is key in in this episode for sure because I think we both have experienced similar but different faith walks. And so I guess I'll just start with mine. Um, I grew up in a Christian household, well, specifically my mom. My dad was a Catholic and I did grow up going to church mainly on holidays, I would say, like for the first few years when I was growing up, like when I was really young, it was mainly on holidays. And then as I was like growing into my teens, I was definitely more curious. I was wanting to know more. And so my mom started taking me most Sundays. And then I got involved in a life group and I got involved in Alpha when I was an early teen. But I would say that I was always one foot in, one foot out. So I wasn't like a full... Mm-hmm. Hmm. Not a full-fledged Christian, because that, that's not really what I want to say, but I relied on my own strength, I think, half the time, and then half the time on God's strength. It wasn't like mm-hmm. I was just yeah. fully allowing myself to let yeah. him direct me. So that's kind of how I grew up for most of my teens. And then when I was about, I think I was 14 or 15, I decided to get rebaptized, and I was like, no, I'm fully trusting God now. And then even in those years, I still think I was a little bit one foot in, one foot out. Um, And it wasn't until like I was about, let's see, 22, 23, where I was like, I'm fully dedicating my life to God. Like this is this is not me. Like none of this is me. None of these coincidences are me. I started to see God's miracles more clearly in my life, whereas before Mm -hmm. I thought it was my own doing sometimes. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, that was because I did this or I got this accomplishment because, you know, X, Y, Z. So I didn't really allow myself to know that all these blessings Mm -hmm. were God and not me. 
So it took me a little while to realize that. And yeah, there were some times where I kind of gave up on God, which I hate to say, like, especially in my early years, because things weren't going my way. And I just thought, huh, especially in the music industry, which was which I was in, I was being pulled in another direction, which is probably quite clear what direction that is. And um, I don't like to say it, but it definitely was the direction of the enemy. And obviously, that's very, very blatant in the music industry. But I'm glad that my eyes were definitely opened later on as I left pop music and I'm like, nope, that is not for me either um, because that was very prevalent in the music industry. Yeah. Anyways, I've kind of like done a 360 since those years and my life is fully dedicated. Or a one is, – is it a 180 or a 360? I always confuse Oh, maybe it's that. a 180. Think, is it a one? Yeah, it could be a 180. I don't know, but either way, it was totally, <laughs> totally turned around. Totally turned around. <laughs> Everything was turned around. And my eyes were opened in my early 20s and now I'm almost in – well, I'm almost in my 30s now. So I've been walking this journey with God hand in hand and he's been carrying me the whole way, yeah. you know, and I really realize that now, yeah. whereas before I just – I think a lot of – like a lot of us do, we rely on our own strength. So that's kind of like a short yeah. like Cole's notes of like my faith walk. Yes. Obviously, excuse me, in the last couple years, my eyes have been like truly – truly open. So yeah, yes. that's that's a little bit about it. Oh, and my phone's going off. I'm so sorry. This, <laughs> this is a live recording, guys. <laughs> no, I was going to say, no, that's really good. It's really hard to sum up a testimony. Like I'm sure anyone listening knows that it wasn't just like, and then I came to the Lord and I never looked back. And I mean, maybe, you know what, maybe that is the case for some people, but there, I think more than not, there's, because the, then there's the trials that come. And so, or sometimes there's backsliding or sometimes there's being tempted by the world. So um, it is very hard to like sum up what God has done. And sometimes there's not even any words for it. Um, but um, I was going to ask you as well, was there like Maybe not necessarily. It could have been a moment for you um, or just a time in your life when you really realize like, wow, like God is real. Like when you really just had this epiphany, it doesn't have to be an exact moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually. Okay. So I would say that I've always struggled to read the Bible. And I think that I do have a little bit of like ADHD, undiagnosed, which I know a lot of people do. I had a hard time focusing on the words and allowing myself to really take in the true meaning of the gospel. And I would say that right before the pandemic, I told myself and I felt the Holy Spirit tell me I need to pick up the Bible and really sit down and and read it and that the words would come through me. Like it would it would make sense yeah. to me. And so I did feel that. Like I would say that that would be the the moment that I felt the Holy Spirit tell me, pick up the Bible. You're really going to need this. Like you're going to need this for the rest of your life, but especially in the season that's coming. And I felt it. And as soon as I picked up the Bible then, I can't even describe to you, like I was able to retain all the information, which I never could before. I I could mm -hmm. like see the picture, like the pages. I could see like the characters in the Bible stories come to life in my mind, like super, super clear images. And I think that was a moment where I was like, God put all of this wisdom into my brain. Like, give me all of this from the Bible, whatever you're trying to tell me, allow me to retain it because I couldn't, I couldn't do it before. And I don't know if I wasn't ready or if I was just too distracted, like distracted by the world, like that could have been it. And then the pandemic hit and it was like, Mm -hmm. It was like go time. It was like mm -hmm. <laughs> I could I could pick it up and like I wanted to pick it up 
all the time. And I did end up reading Mm -hmm. the full Bible like throughout the pandemic. And I, I mean, obviously we don't remember every single thing like clearly after reading it once, but I can, I can do like Cole's notes versions of each of like the, of the books in the Bible and like understand it and grasp it now, whereas I never could do that before. So I would say that that was like, that was even like a recent moment where I just felt, well, as of like two and a half years ago, I felt the Holy Spirit like literally come over me to pick up the Bible, to start reading it. And I think that's also because I was praying into that too, because I wanted to, I wanted to retain that information. I wanted to know it. And so, yeah, that would be like, a moment that I could like pinpoint, but there are so many times in my life where I'm like, that was God, that was God. Like there's just no other way to describe it. But I but I can't think of those things like right now because I feel like there's so many of them. There's so many. So many. But I, I love that. I love that with like the Holy Spirit giving you that, um, being able to retain it because it's just different. It's like even when you're super tired, I feel like, you know, it's like you can be really tired and feel like I can't read anymore, like not even the Bible, just like I can't focus on anything right now. Mm -hmm. But then you can pray and you can pick up the Bible and somehow you're like, somehow I'm able to retain this or somehow I'm feeling energized reading this when I, in the natural, I shouldn't be because I'm like all like, I'm exhausted or my you know, my brain is overwhelmed or things like that. So I love that. And I think also a key too, like you said, is that you were you were praying and you were asking for it. And it's like you were you were ready for that. You were like seeking, like, okay, I'm I want this. And then he came through. So mm-hmm. I love that. That is a really cool moment. Yeah. And I will add that like once you have that moment, I feel like there's no turning back. And I think I just wasn't ready earlier in my life when I was like a young teen. I wasn't ready quite yet to I, I don't know how to describe it but like I was still very much in the world and yeah. I didn't want to let that go and then it's when when the holy spirit does come over you and tells you like it's it's time to let that go there is no turning back like I could never go back <laughs> to the way mm-hmm. I was seeing things before because it's so clear to me now like it is so clear to me how evil the world is and how good god is and I don't think I could ever go back Oh, I wouldn't. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't go back. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I couldn't. I could not. I could not. That is so good. I love that. It's true. He takes – and he takes away those desires too. That's actually like a really big point that I wanted to mention on this podcast um, just in case there's yeah. – you know, and I might add this when I share about my testimony as well. But the point is, is like the world is going to pull you in that direction and in our own flesh and then the enemy is going to you in that direction and try to tell you that oh if you follow God you're gonna have to give up all these things and so it's it's like you can easily be one foot in one foot out because you're like I don't want to give up everything that I know um, but in fact it's like yeah. you're actually yes your old life is gonna die but it's not gonna be in a way that's like legalistic and ritualistic and like okay now I have to do all these things it's just seeking God and having a relationship with him and he will just slowly um, change your desires and you're you're gonna start seeing some mm-hmm. of those desires like uh, some if not all of them will start to be removed as opposed to with your own strength and willpower just trying so hard to not go back to the world but you actually secretly want to it's like giving it to the Lord and or yeah him coming in and just totally transforming you so that's a I think something that a lot of people including myself and it sounds like you as well like you have that lie being like you're gonna miss out but really it couldn't be farther. Far, further from the truth. Yeah. And I think we touched on this before, whereas that's actually so very freeing to be able to 
to lose all those bad habits, lose all those desires that we have. Like you said, it, in one way to some, it would be like, well, I don't want to give up that or I don't want to stop doing that, whatever, whatever it is. But it's actually so freeing. Like the feeling when you do let go of all those mm-hmm. things or you don't have those desires anymore and you can just see the good. It's just – it's so freeing. And I can't remember what episode we touched on that. Mm-hmm. Maybe something to do with like the Ten Commandments, how like God put those rules in, but not oh. like you said, like to be legalistic, but it, it's yeah. to free you, right? Um, yeah, the boundaries. Yeah. The boundaries. Like so you don't have the weight of all that on your shoulders. It's – it's so you're you're more free. Like that's how – that's how he wants us to be, right? So Yeah. It's so good. I love that. Yeah. And then okay, so tell us about your I know, I know you can't sum it all up because it is really, really hard. I know. But give us like it a is. little short form version of it. Okay, I'll just do like a bullet point. Um so <laughs> bullet point. Just yeah. bullet points. I'm just trying to imagine it in my mind. So yeah, similar to you, um, I grew up in a Christian household, but I did not go to church from like basically I didn't go to church until I was like 17 years old or 18 years old. Obviously I had stepped foot in a church, but I didn't actually start even going to church until then. So I had, you know, my parents as the influence as Christians and they did a, you know, they did a really great job of telling me all the time how much God loves me. And so I really knew, I think I just always knew that God was real. Like there, I never had a doubt. Like I never once thought that God wasn't real because I grew up knowing God is real. God loves me. Um, but I didn't take it any further than that. So I just lived, I didn't live in any way that was a Christian way. Um, I would say that I had convictions to not do certain things. Like there was something inside of me, um, the Holy Spirit, I would assume that was, that was telling me like to not do things, but I didn't understand why. Cause I felt torn. Like, well, I want to do what the world is doing. Why do I feel bad about doing that? Why do I, and especially as I got older, I would see like, well, there's people around me that don't seem to feel that bad about doing certain things. Why can I not shake it off? Like it was like, I didn't want to have that conviction on me, but I had it. And um, I mean, I'm thankful that I did because I believe it's my parents' constant prayers over me and like teaching me about the Lord. But I know that the Lord, so God really became like real, real to me uh, when I was 18. Unfortunately, I didn't even start following him at that time, but that's when he became really real to me. I was in grade 12 and I was going to be graduating and I just really started to see God showing up in my life and I saw him actually guiding my life. Like I I had no idea what I wanted to go to school for and I just remember this uh, and I had like two months left to decide. I didn't have a single clue. I wanted to do maybe like photography or something. And then um, the speaker came to our school and he started talking about broadcast journalism and it's going to sound really weird, but I feel like the Lord put this like – he would put this almost like a veil over my eyes where it was almost like ignorance. I wouldn't understand, but I would just follow. And I just heard him talking about broadcast journalism and I just said, I'm going to go to school for that. And I didn't even understand the really fully what that was. I just thought, oh, journalism, I like writing, so maybe I can, I can write in some form. I didn't think of like the camera part or anything. I didn't think of the broadcast part. It was like – that was removed from my mind. I just thought journalism and I like writing. So I was like, I'll do that. Um, and and then I didn't know what school to go to. And I remember I was at the mall with my mom. I was getting fitted for my prom dress. And all of a sudden, this lady just came up to me and my mom. And normally, because especially at that age, I was very shy and my mom would like 
be more likely to speak to a stranger. I would not. And so even Mm -hmm. though I was like 18 years old, but um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) this lady came up and all of a sudden, (laughs) instead of like my mom engaging with her, my mom just kind of like took a back seat almost. And I started speaking with her and she was like, oh, what do you, like, it was literally like a prophetic encounter or like maybe not an angel, maybe an angel, but this lady just was like immediately, oh, like beautiful dress. What is it for? I'm like prom. Oh, that means you're trying to decide what school you're going to. Do you know? And I said, no, I'm choosing between this school and this school. And she's like, oh, this, this is an excellent school. So, and then I ended up going to that school. So I really started seeing how real God was. I saw him like tangibly moving in my life and guiding my life, even though I had not even been praying. So I I thank my parents for, you know, for their prayers, which I'm sure is a huge contribution to starting to see his hand move in my life. And then I remember that summer, um, the fear of the Lord actually came on to me because I think I was watching, I don't know if it was the 700 Club, um, but it was uh, Candace. She's uh, from Full House, like her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I can't think of her full um, name right now. I really like her. Candace Cameron Bray. Yes, I I follow her on Instagram, and so I I saw her testimony. Her testimony came up, and it was playing in my living room, and she said something along the lines of, you know, I don't want to butcher it, but she said something along the lines of she was sharing her testimony of how she used to think, you know, well. Um, I'm a good person because, you know, my friends are doing this, they're doing drugs, they're doing this and that, and I'm not doing anything that's that bad, like, you know, just like being in a relationship with someone and not being pure or whatever, but she's like, I'm not a bad person. So something along those lines, but she's like, I didn't realize that that I wasn't living like a Christian. And um, it just literally like was a big wake up call to me. Like it just hit me. Like I felt like I just got like like sucker punched or something. And I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, that is me. Like I I by name would be like, yeah, I'm a Christian because I grew up in a Christian home, didn't go to church, didn't even really pray, I don't think, didn't live for the Lord. Um, and I did think, well, I'm not really doing things that are really that bad in comparison to what other people are doing. So mm-hmm. after that, the fear of the Lord was just like, it, it was really really on me. Um, and even later that year, I saw I saw this documentary of this young guy saying, I used to think that life was about me and that God needed to come and support my dreams. But I realized that I'm supposed to follow the plan God has for me. It's, it's like my life is his. And I remember uh, hearing that and I just had like, I was like, no way. Like, there's no way that that can be true. I was like, that is not true. Like, I cannot give up my own plans like you know um so you know i I had that revelation and it stayed with me but i didn't Mm -hmm. choose to follow the lord i i chose to live life totally my own way uh from that point forward and even that year i remember i kind of had to choose between going into a relationship i was being pulled into a relationship and being pulled into this friend group and 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 i just started college that year and it was like i felt like i had a choice i felt like god was calling me um, but I remember almost saying like, I really want this, like this lifestyle. I really want this. So like almost like, can you wait? Cause like, I, I'm, I want to choose this right now. And obviously God doesn't condone that and say, yeah, sure. Go ahead and, and do your own thing. He obviously doesn't condone that, but that's what I, he does give us free will and he's not going to force uh, anything on us. So yeah, that's what I chose. I chose to go down that path. And that was like the beginning of, a terrible path for me, to be honest. Like even before that, it, it was it was not good just because of the things I involved myself with from really early on. But 
you know, those years it was like, yeah, okay, I was having, I was having quote unquote fun and, and doing my thing, but um, a lot mm-hmm. of, you know, a lot of, just a lot of negative things happened as a result of that. So um, to sum it up, then just to share the part of where I actually decided to follow the Lord, even though he had become real to me, was when I just turned, or I was 25, and my parents had this uh, prophetic word spoken over them, but the word ended up being for me, and this person didn't even know that they had a daughter, and I was doing modeling at the time, and like all I wanted to do was just travel for modeling. Like I was just like, I want to just, I was, I had been in, in India, so I'm like, now I'm going to the Philippines. Now I'm I'm going to go to Asia and and wherever else. I'm just going to do modeling contracts and travel. And so that was my that was my goal at the time. Um, and so this word, my parents played the voice note for me, and he basically said like, I see your daughter. I see a picture of her. I see pictures of like a magazine and her face. Um, and they didn't know me. They didn't even know I existed. They didn't know what I did for work. Nothing. And he said, but I see her. And there's like this light that's above her head, um, but it's really dull. It's like almost burnt out. There's like the light is almost gone and the Lord wants to make that that light shine bright, but for him. Um, and yeah, just in that moment, I just knew that this word was real. And from that point forward, I just was like, I started, I just started praying and I was like, okay, God, like, I don't even know what this looks like, but I just, I want what you have for me. I want to follow you. And I just remember I would like work out in my garage and listen to sermons. I didn't even understand like fully what was going mm-hmm. on, but <laughs> listen to sermons. And and I just saw right after that, God literally just sh- showing up, showing up, showing up. Cause I said, yes, I like took that step of, mm-hmm. of saying yes. Um, and then I think six months later I got baptized and 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 then that's when you know the the convictions started coming in things started changing i'm like oh i don't want to do this anymore i don't desire this anymore um and it, it just kind of all started to to come together but yeah at that point it was like it was very hard to turn i mean again like you said you can't turn yeah. back like as like i can't no. turn back now i know that you are that you're so real and and i can't turn away yeah. now <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's a very powerful testimony. And I think that's kind of where our our stories are a little bit similar, where we both grew up in a Christian home and we were both given tidbits of of Jesus, like as we were growing up, but we allowed ourselves to kind of pivot away a little bit. And we still knew that God was God. Mm -hmm. And we knew we knew that. And we knew those convictions as well. But it wasn't until we fully allowed ourselves to get on that track where it all came really clear to us. So it's it's very like that's what we talk about in all our episodes. And that's kind of yeah. how Cover by Grace started is we were in the entertainment industry. We were being pulled in different directions that weren't holy whatsoever, like very evil, very dark. Like the entertainment industry can be a really scary place and it mm-hmm. it still is. But now yeah. we know how to navigate like I'm still very much in the entertainment industry, but I won't, I won't be a part of those things anymore. And and like I'm fully, I fully know what's right and what's wrong, and it's very clear. Like like you're yeah. saying, like once you know, you know. Like you cannot go back. We are so excited that you can now find the Covered by Grace video podcast exclusively on Unveil TV. 
a new platform with inspiring faith and family content, and now the exclusive home of the Covered by Grace video episodes. Go to unveiltv.com and subscribe for a free seven-day trial and continue for $14.99 per month to access all the new Covered by Grace episodes, as well as the new films and documentaries from the Kuman Brothers of Unveil Studios. At unveiltv.com, you can watch what inspires you. And then thankfully there's those those there's also like being able to as Christians like you know like we're even doing now it's like taking that to what to the capacity that we can taking that ground back to that the enemy meant for evil with the influence through um media and the influence through entertainment and all those things and it's like no like when we're turning it not us particularly yes we're as a part of that but you know as a whole Christians like kind of being able to utilize like YouTube and platforms and entertainment and being able to come in as those as uh, those Christians that are shining the light of Christ and and try to you know bring a different narrative. But yeah, a hundred percent. Like when when it's the agenda of the enemy, um, it is hard when you're in those moments. It's very hard to not be influenced when you're when you're in the wrong. I don't even know if crowd is the right word, but yeah, it's like, it's hard to say no. It's hard to stay true to your conviction. It is possible, but it's difficult for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's like the enemy is so powerful in those positions too. Like he he really knows how to rule the entertainment industry and it's like quite obvious now, even like you were saying with Netflix and YouTube and all these different things, like it's hard to even find a show that's not influenced by the enemy. And that kind of actually, this kind of segues perfectly into Unveil TV. So I was thinking that. (laughs) Yeah, which is awesome. And Unveil TV, as you know, for for those who are watching right now, is a a new platform with inspiring faith and family content. So that's so refreshing Mm -hmm. to see because there is not enough of that. And I know that like yeah. Sarah, when we when we have kids, both of us eventually like I know we'll be tuning into platforms like this because you literally cannot have Netflix with a child because what in the world are they going to see? You know what I mean? So this is just so encouraging that something like Unveil TV exists and we're really, really honored that we're a part of it. Yeah, 100%. I love that. It's like, it's literally like taking that ground back. Like, you know what? Like, we're not going to have, mm-hmm. we're not going to have content that is, yeah, it's going to be something you don't want to play and not even just in front of your children, but just in general, like for us, I know we've talked about this many times on the podcast before, but um, I know for me and my husband, Adam, like we're just, we don't want to see content that has that stuff in it. And it's very hard for us to to find things to watch, to be honest. Like I'm always looking for some type yeah. of platform to be able to, like, you know, for us, the only thing we've really done is just gone on YouTube and, and tried to find different things to watch. But it's nice to have that platform that you can be on and know for sure that you're not going to see things that, you know, or yeah, they're, they're going to- You don't want to see. That you don't, exactly, <laughs> that you don't want to see. Yeah. So yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I was going to say, so now that we've shared our testimonies, I'm just thinking of, you know, for those who are listening right now, maybe you're like, you have a totally different testimony or maybe you're walking through your testimony right now and, and it, you're still in that that process. But I think it would be good to share, I don't know if it's necessarily advice, but even just things that maybe we we wish that we would have done differently or, you know, or or something that could encourage someone who's on who's in that state right now where they're like, am I going to follow? Like, I know God is real, but am I going to follow him? Or, mm-hmm. you know, how do I move forward even with this faith walk? 
Mm-hmm. I think for me, one of the biggest things is because obviously I have been a Christian all my life, but like you were saying, Sarah, what does that mean really, unless you're walking that fully? I think a knowing that younger, like allowing myself or allowing the Holy Spirit at a really young age to fully let me know what that meant and really take it in. And I think another big one for me is like praying with intent. So like I know like my mom had always instilled really great values and allowed us to to learn at a very young age that we should be praying at night to God. And I remember praying like I every night, like growing up, I still do obviously, but like every night from a really young age, actually, even a funny story is my brother asked my mom, why can't instead at the end, when we say amen, why can't we say Spider-Man? So that's like a, <laughs> that's like a funny little story. Like we, <laughs> we were like really, really young. Yeah. Why, why not? not? <laughs> uh, good question, right? <laughs> but it's just so mm. funny. Um, so I even remember that, like, that's how young we were, like so young. My mom instilled that in us very, very young. But I think because it was more of a routine for me, I wasn't praying with intent. It was more just like, just something I'm going to do. Like before I lay down, I'm going to pray and I'm just going to say these words to God. Yeah. Instead of allowing him to then take those words and move in my life, I was just saying, I was just babbling, right? Like, you know, hi God, this is what I want. Like, this is what I'd like to see. But it wasn't like, it wasn't Like a relationship. Or, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that was like when I was really young and I just think I didn't really, that light switch just didn't go off in my head properly. And then it wasn't until like my my late teens, early 20s, where I started praying with intent. So I guess that's like maybe something that I wish I knew younger is just how to do that or why I was praying. You know what I mean? Like I think had I been more intentional, I think that God would have opened my eyes a lot sooner in a lot of different circumstances. Yeah. I understand what you mean. Yeah. And it's like obviously his timing is perfect and he knows when we're going to take that step and when we're going to be intentional. And and so it's it's perfect timing. It's like you're when you're ready and then he comes in and he's like, he changes everything. So yeah, I think that's so good. I think for me, um, I would probably just say something maybe that I wish that I did differently is care less about what other people think. And that's really good. It's pretty hard to not be deceived by the world, especially at that age. Like, I really don't know how anyone would have convinced me otherwise. Like, when I was, whether it was 12, 13, up to 18, or even 25, or maybe not 25 because I just became a Christian then, but, or, you know, but um, I don't know how anyone would have convinced me otherwise. Like, I, I think it's, I do, I feel sad, you know, when I go on TikTok or Instagram and I see young girls and you can see how influenced they are. Um, and you know that like, you know, you just speaking to them and saying, hey, you should live this way. It's not necessarily going to change anything because it's they're so surrounded and cocooned by that influence. So I don't know what could have changed my mind. But I would just say to um, what I think is helpful is just to like, you know, throw away, um, throw away any idea that you have of what you know, what religion is or, or what it's supposed to look like and just go to the Lord and just pray like Jesus, like reveal yourself to me, like Jesus become real in my life and just show me and just start building, building a relationship with him by just being intentional to just go to him 
in prayer, like just be consistent going to him in prayer and just asking like, you know, uh, reveal yourself to me. I, I want to know you. And um, sometimes it happens immediately. Sometimes it happens over time. But instead of trying to like, you know, clean ourselves up and try to live differently, I think a big lie of the enemy is like, oh, you can't come to God because look at the way that you're living. You need to have a thing. You need to have yourself together or, you know, well, then you have to give up all these things like we were saying. But um, the Lord just wants a relationship with us. He wants to come to us. He wants us to go to him in our brokenness, in our mess and everything like that. Because if we're going to clean it up all ourselves and we're going to go to him, then it's like, well, he gets, he's going to get the glory for cleaning us up. He's going to get the glory for taking us out of the life that we were in as opposed to our works, which is according to the Bible, like filthy rags that we try to like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to clean myself up. I'm going to be so good. I'm going to be a perfect Christian and go to church. And it's mm-hmm. just not, it's just not like that. It's like God literally meets you in your mess. Where he you're meet, at. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He meets you where you're at and he can speak to you in, in whatever situation that you're in. So um, it is a lie of the enemy to say you're going to have to give up things. You're not going to be able to live this way because especially – I know for you as well, like especially speaking speaking as someone who was so in the world and so influenced by the world mm-hmm. and I was even trying to like um, deny any conviction like when I wasn't walking as a Christian. Like, no, I, I, I don't want to feel bad about these things. I just want to – I do whatever I want. Like the world says, you can just do whatever you want and it doesn't matter. And I wanted to do that. And coming from that into where I am now, um, not only is it like it changes your eternity, but it it's like it changes your entire life. It changes your entire future and mm-hmm. and it's the best thing that could ever happen to you. So um, yeah, it's definitely it a really lie. Is. Yeah, it's definitely a lie from the enemy to – you know, to to try to convince us of that. And I actually had a scripture that I wanted to read, but I didn't know if you had any anything. I didn't want to interrupt you, but I had a scripture after that I wanted to share. Yeah. Well, I was just in agreement with you with what you were saying there. Like, especially now that Satan is like literally screaming from the rooftops to do whatever you want. Be, <laughs> I hate to say yeah. this, be whatever you want. Like yeah. live however you want. Yeah. He is literally screaming this from the rooftops at the moment. And I think having the foundation of knowing how God sees you is so important. Like having that foundation now, and I'm so grateful that my eyes were open many, many, many years ago because if they weren't, I think like you were saying, Sarah, like we could have been pulled in the wrong direction, but obviously God knew that that plan wasn't for us. Like that wasn't his plan, but it's very easy to be influenced, especially these days, like you were saying with TikTok and everything. It's like almost cool to mm. be opposite to what God wants you to be. It's almost – that's trendy now. Yeah. And yeah. it's really sad to see that. Like I, I'm sure you see that too. It's like so blatant. Yeah. It's um, – yeah. It, no, it's so true. It, it is. And it's like and, – and the other thing is, is like, you know, and we're not – like yes, you know, God has called us, but he's called – so many of us. So it's not like, you know, we're so special that he pulled mm-hmm. us out of the darkness. No, it's like God wants that for all of us. Like he 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 sent Jesus to die for the entire world. Like he so loved the whole world. That right. means every single person, the whole world, mm-hmm. all of all of the people who are lost, who are broken. And even now, like I mean, I'm still lost in ways. I'm still broken in ways. Like, you know, we we all are. So yeah. um we're all made in the image of Christ and he 
he does not want anyone to perish. He doesn't, he does not want anyone to fall into those things. So no one is, we're all unworthy. We're all unworthy. I didn't do anything to make myself worthy. You didn't do anything to make yourself worthy, but, um, we're just, just open our hearts and, um, and yeah, we're, we're not, uh, anything special, but the Lord can use, can use any of us and he can call any of us. And, um, the scripture that I wanted to share, I'm just trying to see here, for some reason, I wrote down the scripture, and now I cannot find the actual. I know it was from Luke, but let me just try to find it here. But um, what I wanted to read was, "Return home and tell how much God has done for you." So the man went away and told all over town how much how much Jesus had done for him. And it is in Luke, but for some reason, I lost the scripture. But it's up here. Um, I'm just finding it here in a second. But I just love that because, okay, it's it's Luke 8, verses 39, and it's a return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went home and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. And so I just think like it's like what we're what we're doing now as a part of our as a part of our testimony, just like being able to say, hey, this is yeah. what God has done for us, and that's what God can do for any of us. So he can come in, change your life change everything. And then you just mm-hmm. want to shout from the rooftops, like what he's done and tell everyone like, Hey, this is what God has done. He's so good. And he can do this for you too. That is, yeah. It gave me goosebumps. And it actually just reminded me that if we hadn't have gone through what we went through growing up and kind of being one foot in one foot out, we would never be here to tell this story. And I think if you told both of us, we would start mm-hmm. a Christian podcast. If you told us that 10 years ago, we would be like, absolutely mm-hmm. not. Like there is no way, there is no yeah. way, no how. Mm-hmm. Like I remember I, <laughs> like I, <laughs> obviously I am a singer, but I had the biggest fear of speaking, like the absolute biggest fear of speaking. So I could sing, I was able to retain lyrics and, you know, obviously project those on stage, but speaking in between songs, I would literally rather do anything in the world than do that. And I don't know why I had so much fear. Yeah. So -hmm. if you told me that I would be starting a podcast where all I did was speak, (laughs) I'd be like, there'd be no way, like Mm -hmm. no way. And then on top of that, a Christian one. Yeah. I would have been like, no, like there's yeah. just, there's no chance. I wouldn't like, yeah. you know, I wouldn't have felt confident in that, but in so on so many different levels. And then um, even like just anything to do with Covered by Grace, like 10 years ago, we weren't ready. And that was like our testimony to go through yeah. what we went through. Mm-hmm. And like you said, come out on the other side and just scream it from the rooftops, like how wonderful Jesus is. And the wonderful works he's, he's done in our lives and he's still doing. And obviously we're still learning. There's a lot to, there is a lot to learn always every single day. Like yeah. no Christian is perfect, but no, I know for both of us, like we, we would have never <laughs> in a million no, years so thought true. that. <laughs> it's so true. Never. And that's why I think that God just gives you little pieces at a time because if he were yeah. to you know, come to us, like, again, if he were to come to me when I was 18 years old and say, yeah, you're going to like live for me and you're going to give your life over to me, your old life's going to die and you're, you're going to be doing ministry and, and all this. I, you know, that scare, that would be like, first of all, absolutely not. But, you know, like, first of all, absolutely not. And yeah. And it's like, he just gives us the little pieces at yeah. a time because then we, you know, we, we follow him and it's honestly the most exciting adventure ever because really it's, is. it's 
always constantly unfolding. And it doesn't mean – absolutely doesn't mean your life is going to be perfect or even no. easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're always going to have the Lord and and he's going to give you that peace. And yeah, so it's very exciting. It's the most exciting adventure you could ever be on. And I love it. And I know you do too. So. Yeah. No, honestly. Like I go to – bed every night thinking like how wonderful it is. Like I truly actually think this, that God's like my best friend. Like, you know, like, you know that feeling and I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like, yeah, I have a God who's my best friend. Like that is Mm -hmm. the most incredible feeling because I can tell him anything. He can help me through anything. Like he is like Mm -hmm. the ultimate best friend to have. And I actually go to bed every night, especially like over the last few years where it's been like very isolating and things like that. And I'm just like, Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Like that in itself it is. is wonderful. And then knowing that yeah. after this life, we have a wonderful mm-hmm. life with him in heaven. It just doesn't just yeah. end. Um, yeah. It just gets better. <laughs> it just it just gets better. Like, you know, what more could you ask for? Wow. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> I love that. Well, hopefully we've sold everyone on Jesus. <laughs> not even trying to, but like just being honest. We're like, just yeah. being honest, like this is not a paid, this is not a paid <laughs> this sponsorship. Not a- <laughs> this is a genuine review. <laughs> you know, right. on YouTube, when people are like, this is my real opinion. Five I'm stars. Being- yeah. Yeah, yeah, five stars, 100%. Five. So <laughs> that is so good. Aww. Well, I don't know if there's anything else that you had, but I, yeah, I really hope that this will, um, I will speak to many people today, mm-hmm. no matter where you are on your walk, that um, the Lord will just reignite this fire in your heart to to come back to the Lord or even just to come to Him in the first place or just give Him a chance. Um, yeah, so very exciting. We're, we're excited for everyone's journey as well. Yeah, and we'd love to hear it too. Like if you just want to reach mm-hmm. out to us, we are so in awe of what God can do in people's lives and we'd love to hear it. So just reach out to us. You can send us an email. I guess I'll just plug our email. It's hello at coveredbygraceco.com. Yeah, that's so good. So yeah, that's it for today's episode and we will see you guys on the next one.